Hi, Hi guys. guys! I am Jessica Jim Rabbit and, and I am Laura, Laws of Fitness, and welcome to episode two of Yes, uh, when life gives you peaches. I nearly forget the name every time. <laughs> So that's a good start. I know. <laughs> um, today we are going to be talking about dieting. We say the word dieting loosely because there's so many different ways of saying it. But we're going to use the word dieting today. Sorry if we offend anyone. Yeah, it's um, probably the most traumatic word it, it for is. it. It is, yeah. It's mad, isn't it? One word has so much like, stigma attached to it. And it's like, people always think it's a scary thing and... Ah, I'm going to be starving. Um, so mm-hmm. we're actually hoping to talk about our experiences and then clarify some stuff. But hopefully, yeah, yeah, because it always seems impossible, nearly. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I feel like I've spent most of my late teens and adult life dieting or trying to diet and feeling miserable and failing and and it was a lot of trial and error so i was just going to go through my experiences just going to go through hers yeah, and we're then just going to chat about yeah. our experiences even what like how we found our clients and their plans yeah et cetera, because it's best everyone thinks <laughs> that they're the only person that can't do it or have oh, a struggle and i get all the time like you don't understand yeah uh, i do yeah I, I think people think that we're like superhuman and that um we eat just chicken and veg all day every day and no way <laughs> no yeah i get that all the time i've had before do you eat chocolate yes i eat chocolate spend my life I, eating i that. am human yeah but um <coughs> so i i feel like when i started dieting the first time i mean i was aware of my weight as i said last time from when i was young young like a kid literally um primary school but in terms of actually dieting I would say that I was my late teens and it just wasn't really a thing. Did you think about food before then? All the time, I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) When don't I? (laughs) But you mean like conscious of my food? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, were you conscious? Not like... (laughs) I used to have Mars bars for breakfast. No, it wasn't that. I didn't really understand. To me, dieting was Weight Watchers. You go to Weight Watchers or you do no yeah, carbs. Yeah, my mum was Weight Watchers. Weight it's Watchers or no thing, carbs. Yeah. I didn't really, I didn't know what calories were. No, 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 yeah. Not until much later. Yeah. So I remember having some Weight Watchers stuff and, ha- and like thinking, oh yeah, I'm going to eat this, I'm going to eat that, I'm going to lose those. So you like how Weight Watchers call themselves WW now? Yeah. 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 Crazy. But you're doing the same, exactly, exactly the same, same process. But you're doing it away. <laughs> we don't focus on weight, but we weigh you every week. And yeah, yeah. And if you go to the toilet, we'll be clapping you because you weigh less. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's a that's another. When thing. you say clapping, I imagine someone slapping someone. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is what I mean. I have a, a massive hatred for these things. Yeah. But, um, because people will starve them. Well, I've had clients that do like Slimming World and stuff, and they'll starve themselves all day and not drink all day because they're getting weighed in the evening when they go. Yeah, yeah. Mad. Anyway, Madness. Um, so <clears throat> a lot of like Weight Watcher stuff, starving myself, let's say, um, thinking that. Yeah, How old were you at this stage? 17. Okay, 18. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, maybe getting ready for my first holiday, girl's holiday to Malia. Oh, we've all done one. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was obviously a conscious thing, so doing that and not actually really getting great results because I was miserable. Um, as I didn't understand it. No, no one really, no one really taught you anything. I didn't, like I said, I didn't know what a calorie was. 
so did that miserable didn't work put loads of weight back on more than what I was the first time and this is a thing I think people don't realize yeah yeah yeah. and it's actually always coming back worse off yeah yeah. where you were in the first place um and then when I started going to the gym at uni um gym just wasn't again gym wasn't a thing like we've said before it wasn't as popular as it is now yeah like me and Laura saying the other day you said that you see kids in the gym at like 6am yeah oh my god I couldn't think of anything well like at school can you imagine going to the gym before school crazy that was unheard of but they do unless you're like some kind of like athlete I guess and I was actually in the gym the other day and there were um two boys there they must have been about 14 or younger so they shouldn't have been in the gym anywhere on their own but they had um like these <laughs> like one pound protein shakes and they were like drinking it i was like hey. oh my god no i didn't i didn't know what a protein shake was until i actually no. i was 16 but yeah still yeah out of school yeah um but so eventually <laughs> when i went to uni and wanted to lose weight i i don't know who told me about my fitness pal but i don't maybe i I did a lot of research as well. Like I, a lot, I've had some coaches, I've had friends who are more knowledgeable than me later on in my journey, but early on it was just me and it was just Googling, 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 finding whatever I could. A lot of it now is like laughable, load of crap. Um, But I found, I came across my fitness pal, put that, downloaded it. Obviously I want to lose 20 kg a week or whatever stupid (laughs) goal I was trying to set myself. So, um, so it put me on 1,200 calories because it wouldn't let me go any lower. Um, and I just went by calories. Mm. And even then, I don't think I was tracking it right. But I would be proud of myself for going for under 1,000 calories because you're trying to save the day. Yeah. And when you like try and complete the day, and it's like, oh, you've not had enough. I'd be like, oh, look at me. Because when I'm you like save it on my fitness pal, it tells you what you'd weigh in like five weeks if you carried on, wouldn't it? Yeah. So yeah. it's like, great. I'll weigh... So it gives you an incentive to eat less calories yeah I'll be back yeah. to my birth weight in no time your birth weight <laughs> I'll be 8 pounds um, I was a 10 pound baby <laughs> oh my god I asked my so boyfriend weird. the other day what he weighed oh he's going to kill me for saying this what he weighed when he was born and he said 14 um, stone I was like what <laughs> I was like I think you got that wrong imagine he was like pounds I was like that's still massive a stone a stone baby <laughs> But yeah, so I was getting excited about the fact that it was like, oh, in like five weeks, you'll weigh like um, same as a loaf of bread. Like I was like, yes, great, which was outrageous because <laughs> then I was exhausted. And if I trained, when I say trained, it was just like burn calories as many as possible. Um, I'd be like shaky afterwards. Um, yeah. But I, I thought that was a good it thing. It was all about but, um, training to burn calories. We did a post on this actually on my Insta recently. So have a read, guys. Yeah. yeah. And um, but it's unsustainable. Yeah. When yeah. I was eating less than a thousand calories as a big girl, yeah, who was training a lot, walking everywhere because I didn't have a car at this point at uni, um, I, it was just insane. Um, so then I would then go the other way. So then obviously I'd, I'd just eat loads, be starving, and put the weight back on again, and that yo-yo in. And I think this is something that we we talk about now about how people always think it has to be all or nothing and I'm very much yeah. that mentality even now I've got it is it's hard to get rid of that mentality so hard. it really is yeah so hard um and do you know what I think is hard like when you're trying to tell like sometimes I think who am I to tell people don't be all or nothing if I'm all or nothing but that's why I've had to retrain myself to not be all or nothing mm-hmm. um which took a long time sometimes you still always slip back into it now and then but um 
Yeah. So I think as a coach, we put pressure on ourselves to be oh like perfect in every way. Um, like everything you preach, obviously we do practice what we preach. Um, but practice what you preach. Literally, you can buy the hoodies now <laughs> on sale. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously we do practice what we preach. <laughs> you didn't even mean it that time. <laughs> but it, we're not perfect either. No, and no. It, and it's coming to terms with I, that, isn't it? Yeah, and I also yeah. think any coach who tries to say that they do everything all of the time oh, is talking you lying. crap. They are lying. Yeah, you're not gonna. You're, no one is going to. Mm-mm. And that's why I have a bit of a problem with too much preaching without honesty. Because you can yes, have good intentions and be agree. honest as well. But personally, it took me a long time to be that honest and open. Yeah. Because I used to be so judgmental of myself. Yeah. So, yeah, it's only recently, really. And I do think the whole, you know, social media and um, body positivity and that, etc., has massively helped in that sense. Yes. Because it allows you to like have fault do you know what I mean yeah it's like oh thank god it's yeah. oh thank god they are like that oh thank god it's yeah, not just yeah, me yeah yeah so um so yeah that has helped a lot but yeah so I do a lot of research um I used to read a lot just on google just oh, google's websites. the worst because it gives you so much information yeah contradictory information yes, exactly it's the worst and it's like which one suits me best I'll go with that mm-hmm mm-hmm um but that's that's all I had at the start I had no money to have a coach I didn't even really understand I no money, no a, problem. Yeah, I didn't even know what a PT was, I don't think, to begin with. I didn't really under... <laughs> Mate, no, I didn't. I just... PTs just... were not like they used... Like, they're yeah. so different now, though. Oh, yeah. We're so much more educated. Yeah. But I just... I didn't I didn't know. And, and so I was, like, eating nothing. Yeah. Um, and, and struggling with that, putting weight back on. Um, as I said, I had friends that helped coach me. And then I eventually had some coaches once I, I left... That taught me a bit. But again, I think a lot of it for me was trial and error. Um, So even to begin with, I was still restricting myself a lot. And then eventually I got to a point where I I kind of learned what worked for me. And it was really weird. I distinctly remember for a while going off plan and, but still training, but going off plan with my dieting. Yeah. Not massively, but quite a lot. Um, but yeah, still training and seeing better results. I was like, what yeah. the hell? What the hell? And then I realised I was eating more and actually that was way better for me. Yeah. Because it was, I was... You take the pressure off, don't yeah, you? Yeah. Yeah, and mad. you start enjoying the process. Exactly. And I thought, oh, so actually I don't have to be starving all the time to yeah. see results. I was, I was not seeing the results I wanted because I was eating nothing. Mm-hmm. And then I was just miserable anyway. So, but it takes a long time to get out of that menta- mentality. Does, yeah. And seeing food as good and evil, like this they are these extremes yeah there's no in between it's either it was good or it was bad and I think that is something that a lot of people struggle with as well I really I've had one but I've had I've had a bit of chocolate I've had a Twix yeah oh. I, I'm repeating this all the time to my clients yeah. um actually I was at class the other day talking to all the P&L girls saying to them like you guys need to stop being that having that like all or nothing mentality and stop reaching like setting goals that are just completely 
unachievable like even for coaches it's unachievable yeah. what these people want to do mm-hmm. it's like yeah mate even your coach wouldn't do that no yeah and you're setting like yourself in a deficit which is like so unachievable like yeah. a huge deficit and I, I said to the girls you've all been with me a year and we're having this conversation but if you just drop your calories that tiny bit so you're just just slightly in a deficit under. slightly yeah. in a deficit in a year's time we won't be having this conversation because you'll be exactly where you want to be yeah because you don't have that all or nothing mentality. Um, it was such a good chat. I can't really relay it right now because it was in the moment. It was so good. Yeah, but I think it natural. did come. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, but but it is that, and but, it's that thing of I've had this one thing. It's bad. Yeah. I might as well throw it all away and just carry on because how awful yeah. am I that I had this one thing? I might as well spoil it for myself out of spite for myself. And that is what I think it is. I think it's not being compassionate to yourself. That, okay, I had this one thing, but that's okay. Yes, I agree, it's, yeah. Oh my god, I am disgusting. Mm-hmm. How you know I can't even I can't even resist a choc a Twix a chocolate finger. Oh yeah. Let's just you know. How long do you think it? Well, like what age do you think that you like started realizing that this wasn't really working for you and you changed things around? And I know you've had some help. Twenty. Three, yeah. so what? Four years ago. Four years ago. Yeah. Just before I started training to be a PT, yeah. I had a light bulb moment of, mm-hmm. oh my god, this is what. So I think a year before I, I trained actually, to be a PT. You said a. Um, might been longer than four years. Then. You said something the other day, and I, I've been meaning to ask you what it was. Remember when we were um, at the team meetup? Yeah. And you we were talking about binge eating. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it that? Do you remember you said something about a field? Yeah, yes. I wanted you to repeat right. that. Okay. So, so as I was saying, it was really I had this light bulb moment of oh, okay, like it was just like an epiphany mm. of oh my god, all these years I've been doing these like, extreme measures to try and lose weight, um, and it's like oh my god, th- this is how it works. This is how it works. Like I only have to do a little bit. I can still have this chocolate bar. I can have two Twixes if I want. Like it's yeah. not going to kill me. Um, and it makes me feel better. Um, and so Jess mentioned that the the binge eating thing. Um, so that idea of you know obviously that was about punishing yourself and sort of then doing it out of spite and then eating loads of rubbish. <clears throat> I say rubbish. It's not really bad, but like obviously it's not very nutritional foods. Let's say too much of anything is a bad thing, right? Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, just a laugh then. It just, we've got, we've got our camera recording and it's just not recording every, again. Every, every time. Every time. We've had the little beep beep. It's like, all right then, oh, someone okay. is bored of what, I know. what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, so the idea of having one bad thing, then overcompensate, well, not overcompensating, but, you know, doing out of spite for yourself because you think, oh, what a greedy cow. Um, I might as well carry on and then hating yourself for it. Um, but it's like, it's, your mind is programmed that way. Once you've done it a couple of times, you get into that habit of, you will always do that. I'll always have a chocolate bar and then I'll always hate myself and then always go and eat the rest of the multi-pack. Um, 
and a really good analogy was like you know you've got like a field or I'm, I'm hoping that all of us have walked in walked in a field before <laughs> and it's overgrown even if you live in a city there's a field somewhere and it's overgrown but there's always that path that you can follow that's sort of trodden path that people always walk down to get you down to like the next bit and it's like there's this trodden path in your brain and you always go down that path to get to that outcome of oh I'm just going to carry on eating it I'm going to carry on eating that um, in spite of myself because I'm disgusting what you've got to do is try and create a new path and it's really hard to begin with to work out where you're going when when that trodden path isn't there and it's just overgrown grass Mm -hmm. but eventually once you've done it several times you create a new path the old one will grow back again because you're not using it and you create this new path in your mind of to what you're going to do so now my new path would be I've had this Twix Twix aren't even my favourite, by the way. I don't know why I keep They talking. are mine, so... I don't know why I keep using the Twix. Um, but I've had this Twix. Oh, I'm not going to go down that old path. I'm going to go down the new path of... Huh, never mind. Yeah. Just carry on with the rest of my day and carry on with the rest of my yeah, plan. Yeah, that makes so much sense, to be fair. Yeah. But that, again, that was something that was mind-blowing for me. Yeah. Like one and, of those moments. Yeah, and I feel like... The, it's not complicated. Like, losing fat and sort of getting into the 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 body shape that you are aiming for is is simple it is actually simple isn't it but we overcomplicate it so much and put Just so like many pressures yeah there's really pressures on it it's like actually you wrote it down on paper it's oh i use this much <clears throat> a car driving down the road oh my car needs this much yeah. fuel to get from here to sainsbury's yeah I can fill it that much fuel and that would be good. But if I'm putting in too much, it's going to start overflowing and yeah, um, and, and it's not necessary. So if we put in too much energy in, we're going to store it. The car's going to get heavier. Um, whereas if we actually put in the amount that we needed, we're burning that energy. So it's like, well, it's just like... I just had an image of someone being really dumb, putting so much fuel Seriously. in their car. I mean, the, pe- the petrol pump does <laughs> like, that clicky thing. Yeah, it does click. <laughs> I kind of started... Have you seen that thing where that woman's putting petrol in plastic bags and yeah. putting it in a boot? <laughs> <laughs> I tried to make a really good analogy. I, and I, thought, I don't really know where I'm going with this. Mm, I could see it building up. <laughs> We only need a certain amount of fuel. The first one was good. The field one. Stick with the field. Too many analogies. Stick with the field, guys. I love an analogy, though. (laughs) A little bit of imagery. Anyways. (laughs) But yeah, we overcomplicate it. Yeah. yeah. So now I feel like I'm at a place where I can... I mean, don't get me wrong. I love a Chinese takeaway as much as anyone else, but I don't have it every day. Yeah. Balance, isn't it? It is. It is. But your journey's been a bit rocky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've basically been similar. I have... Um, I feel like you come from a different angle from me, though, because where you're more into fitness. You weren't a fat kid, were you? I was... <laughs> I was. I was I'm, not a fat kid, I no. can say that quite <laughs> bluntly, because I was one of them. I've got the badge. No, I was a little bit skinny. I was the opposite. Um, I was a little bit skinny. I can't really think... Like, I never really had any, um, like bad body images or like I, I was always quite happy with my um with my physique like I was always content I never really thought about food nutrition anything like that even when I became a PT it was never something that I thought about at all yeah. it wasn't till like even even before I went traveling I think so like 2012 I never I dieted a little bit like started to get into like counting calories and that but nothing crazy um I just remember I used to eat a lot of hot cross buns but I never really felt that <laughs> guilt <laughs> I don't know why I 
year round or I say to my mum hot cross buns really remind me of you and she's like why and I'm like I don't know I just feel like my childhood had a lot of hot cross buns in it did they or did I make that up <laughs> she's like no I think you made it up yeah. <laughs> so I was like one time a lot of hot cross buns <laughs> so random but yeah um and then I think when I got back from traveling where I left at and came back at like 21 my physique changed a lot um and I did put a little bit of weight on and I really wanted to get into competing and that and that's when I um went down that yellow brick road of dieting wow yeah that's a that is a um harsh yeah diet it was I I did like a year on my own basically and just tried to lose um some fat mass and I remember becoming really critical of my shape um and then which is interesting that your whole life you'd gone without that to now suddenly having that yeah I think I had the the, like traveling and that I I don't I remember a few moments where I was like I want to look like this but it weren't like I hate my body I want to look like this it was like I was just always interested and into like that that athletic shape yeah um but where was I? Yeah, I came back and I, I dieted myself for like a year and I became more critical of my body, how I look. Um, and if I look back at pictures, I became quite lean and quite slim. Um, and then I got a coach and dieted down and I just remember going down a deep, dark path with this. Um, my coach was amazing. All my coaches I had were amazing. They got me into the shape that I wanted. But it, it just... <laughs> It just became crazy, absolutely crazy. I used to not eat a gram over my macros or my calories. Like, I was so strict. Mad. I don't think I ever, at any point, even when I was being really restrictive, I don't think I could have managed to to do that. I think my mind wouldn't have coped because I think I would have had an absolute breakdown the minute that I did. Oh, well, that is exactly oh. what I was like. Yeah, that was exactly it. Like, I, if I ate a gram over, I'd be on the freaking treadmill, like, better burn that one gram. Like, it's so ridiculous, so ridiculous. And I actually, so I came back and I was 70, I think I started at about 78 kg after traveling. And I dropped all the way down to 60 in the end, oh. about 60, 62. Yeah, I look, honestly, if you see me, I look like a little alien. My head just looks my big. big toe. Yeah. yeah, I was tiny. And if you see pictures, it, it, I look crazy. Look, I, do, I look like a different human. It's so weird. Wow. It's so strange. But um, that's just when it all got a bit complicated for me, I think. Um, after that, I had a massive rebound. Um, I actually put 7kg on in a week. Um, wow. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm I did not reverse diet. I did not reverse diet. I just wanted out. I did not want to do it anymore. I hated myself. I hated how I looked. I hated dieting. I hated everything about what I was doing. I hated the gym. I hated... I remember this one comment someone said to me, and I was walking down the street, and this was after being really lean, and I had muffins hidden in my pocket. <laughs> not get squashed no I had a big but I'm always wearing like stuff okay, like this really yeah. I had muffins in my pocket because I was so um like embarrassed to walk through town with muffins because I thought everyone would judge me crazy um and someone went what happened and I was like what do you mean what happened he went he went you look like a chipmunk 
where I put so much weight on and holding so much water, my cheeks had, and I, you can only imagine how much water retention yeah. I was holding. And I just remember like, oh, I oh look awful. God. So that, again, the, guys, do never make comments on people's <laughs> body because it, honestly, it sticks to them it for does. a long time. No one, like I said it before, I'm yeah. sure I could be fatso in year And one. I also remember one of my exes, I went on holiday and he turned around and was like, you don't look your best, you probably shouldn't post that picture. And that stuck with me for years and I struggled to post pictures of myself on social for a long time. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) they just stick with you. But um, after that, after the muffing hiding, I went into a huge, like, thing about eating in public and stuff. And um, I secret ate for ages. I remember I moved out of a flat. And as we moved our stuff out, um, this same ass... Um, <laughs> who said I didn't look the best, um, found all these wrappers that I'd hidden that I was secretly eating and then hiding wrappers in my drawer, in my, like, knicker drawer. Oh, no! Yeah, and he was like, you've got a problem. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I clearly did have a problem. Like, I was definitely secret eating. I, I felt like people would judge me. I, I genuinely did. I felt if I went out and ate, like, five guys and someone saw me, like, Whereas that was wrong. Whereas I think wrong. people actually would have been relieved. Like, oh, yeah, she does but I, I thought I had to be a robot. I thought I yeah. had to look a certain way, act a certain way, eat certain foods all the time. Um, but that is just not the reality of it. And it took me a long, long, long time of... Um, I don't think I stopped secret eating for years. Like, I would go home eat like a Burger King, hide it. This is, I don't even want to tell you the story. I'm not going to say it, actually. I'll tell you... No, I will. <laughs> um, I remember once I ate Burger King, I hid it, and I took the bins out, and someone came home and was... <laughs> like, I've thrown a really important document away. I need to go through the bins and find it. And oh, no. They found the Burger King and said, have you had Burger King? And I was like, no, <laughs> no. They thought I was cheating on them because I was hiding the Burger King. <laughs> In the end, I was like, oh, no, it wasn't me. Sorry. Like, I was that ashamed, that ashamed. Um, Do you know what? We laugh about it now, but it's, re- it's actually really sad. We had this conversation the other day, just me and you. We yeah. were talking about, like, how we were in the past about like food and relationships and everything and how crazy situations were and we never really realised the, seri- like the, the severity of it. Yeah. How um, outrageous some things are that the time feels so normal I know, or you yeah. assume is normal. Yeah. You don't know any better, do you, yeah. when you're young? Yeah. But I don't think I got out of secret eating probably, again, about, th- I'm going to say three years ago. It was just before... Yeah, it was probably just after you, yeah. like when you started. Um, yeah. Um, and I do not do it now. I consciously don't do it. Consciously. Yeah. Like, I have to tell myself, like, if, if I eat but like a Burger King and Ash is like, would you have dinner? Before, I would have been like, salad. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm like, I mean, there probably burger was lettuce, King. lettuce in the burger. There was. There was a tomato too. Um, yeah, I purposely am like, no, I had Burger King. Oopsie. And I'm like, but it's gone to my ass, don't and worry. <laughs> and you realise it doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. It's crazy. It does not matter. It, it really doesn't. But it took me a long time to get into this um, like habit of eating freely, like finding fruit, food freedom, like genuinely finding food yeah. freedom. Yeah. Like being able to eat what you want um, within limitation. Everything is within limitation, obviously. Um, but yeah, it took it took absolute years, and yeah. I think when I'm trying to explain to clients, like I, ge- I genuinely do understand where you're coming from, and um, you need 
it's just that all or nothing mentality that everyone has when they come to me yeah and I think that they think because you're a coach you're not going to understand but actually you really do yeah Um, 100% 100% in terms of dieting obviously people find it really hard is there anything that you think oh this was a game changer for me or knowing this or having this was a game changer for me to make it easier honestly no I'll be honest I think for me it was a long journey of finding self-love which helped me find food freedom yeah because after going through the competing and some really toxic like relationships and that I had a lot of therapy um and I found my mental state was a had a huge impact on how I was acting with food um but yeah that that was the one thing. I can't think of anything I feel like in mine's particular. really shallow now. There wasn't like... <laughs> I was about to say, Go having on. kitchen scales. Like for me... Having I, kitchen scales. That's made my life easier. What, like weighing your food? Yeah. No, see, I don't... I try and... The one thing... I don't actually weigh my food anymore. The one thing that I Not do anymore, weigh... Not anymore, I don't. Yeah. But when I first did it, it made me realise how no. little I was eating. See, mine's the opposite. Because where, when I first dove into dieting, it was just about weighing your food, wasn't it? With competing, it's, it's yeah. It's literally my, just for me, food. using scales to measure my food was the last thing that I had. Yeah, and this is this is actually great because we're completely opposite, yeah. and this is proving that guys, if something doesn't, something might work for me, it might not work for you, and it is about genuinely finding what yeah. works for you and how you can find your own food freedom because yeah. ev- not everyone is the same. Yeah, I find that for me particularly toxic because it just takes me back to those moments yeah I can eyeball really well too (laughs) by that she means seeing estimating what is on her plate I made the weirdest I literally made the weirdest face to Laura then (laughs) it's really interesting and it's I think it's like food's a hard one because we as do you not find in the fitness industry as well if someone is like into bodybuilding or something like that or any other sport they tend to find anything anyone else does wrong yeah like no you need to count every macro you need to count every calorie and then you get the dead opposite of like someone eating harry boy before their workouts and stuff and yeah that works for them but but everyone is so judgmental on it stop being judgmental guys if something works for someone allow it let them do their thing yeah and I just think it's interesting, like, globally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. food has such an uh, emotional attachment. Like, food For is sure. thing. We, we, we eat when we're sad. We eat when we're celebrating something. Are you we eat a birthday when you're we sad. Eat at Christmas. You, you get the opposite. You get startled when they're sad. I'm 100% I can be, neater. I can, I can be both. If it's really bad, like, it makes me feel sick, I can't eat. Yeah. But most of the time, I'll... Sometimes I just want to have a tantrum... When Ash is like, babe, what job for dinner? And I'm like, nothing. Yeah. I don't want to eat. <laughs> I'd say I'm mostly an eater, but sometimes. Yeah. If it's like really extreme, I'd be like, I actually can't eat. But, but food has such an emotional attachment that it's almost like a reward as well. Like people think, I've done something good. I need to eat some food that's like high in fat, high in calories. Or like, and I think that's really hard as well. And you think, oh, but it's meant to be a reward. But I'm also hating it. I'm meant to hate it as well. 
like we're meant to see these foods as nice things like having chocolate having a takeaway is, yeah. uh, going out for dinner is meant to be this treat meant to be really nice but also when you're trying to diet if you're trying to like lose fat or whatever you're like oh it's the enemy and then you perhaps like you have that emotional thing of oh it's someone's birthday I've got to go out what am I going to eat what am I going to eat I'm dieting what am I going to do and yeah, how emotion. do you find that now like going out for dinner if you were to eat bad food do you sit there camera's gone off again shock um, if you were to go out for dinner do you sit there and think I need to be thinking about these calories or do you not no I'll be honest because I've not I've not really dieted since I don't even know when so I don't really think about it but if I was going on I find I properly diet when I'm about to go when I know I've got holiday coming up because I I always try and get a bit leaner yeah. before I go, go away yeah. whereas before years ago I would constantly be in diet mode whereas I'm not anymore same same I'm yeah. not anymore and I kind of I'm going to be soon I say soon loosely yeah um, but you've got a holiday planned no just, yeah, I just I'm starting to feel a little bit more uncomfortable because <laughs> I have been so much more flexible I think mm, I just yeah, need to tighten up a little bit flexible. but I won't go extreme I'll just tighten up a little bit which is the thing that I think <clears> people often find tricky and obviously it's taken me this many years yes you can count your calories that. without being super extreme and obsessive yeah yeah exactly yeah so it's now I don't go for dinner I mean sometimes I think oh triple cooked chips I might leave that today but yeah I have noticed that I will make healthier choices now without even noticing I'm doing it. Does that make sense? Yeah. But in the same breath, if I go to a restaurant and I'm like, oh, they have burgers, I want it. Like, I'll just have it and I won't think about, oh, I shouldn't be eating this. I I am completely out of that mentality now. Mm. Um, I don't think about it like I used to. And as I've got older, I've enjoyed healthier foods more. Like, if I go out for dinner and there's burgers and stuff on the menu and then there's sea bass and potatoes I think all oh, chuck me that same same 100% I, I do feel like that now yeah and maybe that is because the giant mentality has gone it's not like oh, I've had to, I have to eat this as a punishment mm-hmm. it's just I'm actually enjoying this food now rather mm-hmm. than these extremes of good and bad yeah that's yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm thinking I've not thought about this but yeah I'm having a, a revelation on air <laughs> Lab, <laughs> you heard it first. <laughs> um, but reach out, ask us if it's. People always feel like it's just them going through it, struggling yeah, with the diet, and struggling with the mentality. But but ask us questions. Like, yeah, we're not here to like do this podcast to like preach you about anything, any no, old we shit. We're just here error. to tell you like our journey, how we find things, and I'm not going to sit here and list off like. A load of you should do this and, and you all need to do that preach. because everyone's is different yeah i don't I, i'm not a preacher at all like no. i really yeah i, I don't want to do that yeah. <laughs> uh, we're just here to tell you like our journey um but Hopefully if you do it makes it relatable yes that's exactly it we want to we want to be coaches that are relatable that's why we don't want to sit here and tell you like um all of these like facts just reading from a book. Yeah. Um, we we wanna we wanna come across relatable because we are. And that's maybe we might have repeated ourselves a couple of I times. Think we, I think because we it's are. like a but it shows how natural the com- like hopefully yeah. the conversation you know, is natural. Honestly guys, we don't like we take a few we we note down a few things before we do these podcasts, but we don't chat about it until we're actually got the mic in front of us because we want to come across like authentic. It wants to be natural, we wanna flow. Um yeah. Yeah, like even last time you started talking about something, and I was like, Shh, "Don't tell me, yeah. leave Save it for the Save podcast." It. I'm looking forward to hearing about it later. Um, yeah, but that's it, really. Got anything else to say, guys? 
guys, just guys, me. Well, guys, you're there too. Oh, one last thing that I want to say yeah. is, um, it's on the thing of not one size fits all. Just because your friend is eating a certain amount of calories, that oh my god, doesn't mean that you will be the same. Have you ever given a nutrition plan to someone and then been like, oh, my sister's doing the same thing? I just sent it to her. Yeah. Uh, that's not how it works. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. all the time. All the time. So, like, and what stop works? eating 1,200 calories. Yeah. So someone who is taller, bigger, more active, mm-hmm. they're going to be eating more than someone who's... I still, to this day as well, hear people getting scared, one, to be eating, like, anything above 1,500 calories, and two, carbs. People yeah. are scared of eating carbs. I love it. I have done keto, and it was... Oh, it's the worst thing oh I ever Oh, my did. God. I did it once, and... I I had this coach for about two weeks and I was like, nah, you ain't for me. I cannot do keto. Like, yeah. it, it and was, some people it has worked for. Like, I know people I remember I've done it and there, love it and it's worked. But I remember sitting there, it was like one o'clock in the morning and I was like, I can't wait to eat tomorrow. I can't wait to eat tomorrow. Like, I was... I couldn't yeah. stop thinking about food. It was horrific. I just felt like I had no energy. And I remember doing it for a week... And it's when I was like running a little bit. I say a little bit because it genuinely was. I'm not. I'm not into running. But my friend mm. is like a very keen runner. Did I tell you I actually entered the marathon? <laughs> Did you? Don't. I, hold on. Hold on. Hold, just... hold on to that. Let me finish my. <laughs> that is a joke in itself. No, no, no. I was my friend was into running. We went for a run, and I was getting quite good at it. And then I did a week of keto. I got ten steps down the road. I was like, no, I can't. I had no energy. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> marathon? Marathon, I knew you... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you know, the marathon was recently. Yeah. Um, and I got all hyped up. I was watching it. People, like, people finishing crying, like, I did it. And I was like, oh, I want to do it. I want to feel like that. Um, and my dad is a marathon runner, guys. Not anymore, but he has run over 100 marathons. He's done amazing, like... His marathon time was like two hours fifty oh, or something. Yeah, it's yeah. insane. Like he's such a good runner, um, and I always wanted to like do it as like a little tribute to him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I entered and I was like, I don't know what I've done, but I don't know if I've got in. But yeah, I don't know how I'm if if I do get in. I don't. Well, know watch this space, guys, because we could be doing a podcast about how Jess's marathon is yeah. done in the year's time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not because it's going to take her so, years to complete it. I literally was like, me and my parents went for dinner the other night and we were laughing about it. We were actually like, why? My dad went, oh, you better give yourself about five hours. I was like, thanks, dad. Thanks. I have a bad foot too, so I don't even know how to... No, I don't. I don't know. Crazy Jess. Anyways, guys, um, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Thank yeah. you so much for listening again. Let us know anything you want us to talk about or any questions you have. Um... Yeah. yeah, we can do a little Q&A one. Yeah. So, um... Send us them. Maybe we'll put a box up or something. Yeah, we can do that on our story, can't we? Yeah. Um, nice chatting, and see you all soon. Bye. Bye.